we all have to accept that no matter how this shakes out, it is not going to look how it's looked. You're not going to kiss your kids goodbye and, you know, drop them off and take the backpack pictures and, you know, it look like it did before. That's not to say that there there might not be kids going back to school, but they're going to be masked and there's going to be all these different things or they're not going back at all. Like we still don't really have all the answers to what this is truly going to look like for the entire year. And I think every parent is going to experience some feelings around that. Like, whoa, this is not that typical back-to-school experience and the loss that comes with that. Welcome to Raising Adults, the groundbreaking parenting podcast that starts with the end in mind. We're your co-hosts, Dina Thayer and Kira Dorian. We created future-focused parenting to take families from surviving to thriving. So join us as we help you stop raising kids and start raising adults. Today's episode of Raising Adults is brought to you by the Homeschool Buyers Co-op, which is the largest buyers club for homeschoolers in the country. It's run by homeschoolers who have a love for family and a deep commitment to homeschooling. And what the Homeschool Buyers Co-op does is give families the purchasing power of school districts, which means that you get 10 to 90% off of curriculum. Plus, registration is free, and they have a ton of free resources available as well. They also have a Smart Points reward system, so the more you buy, the more you earn. And if you register for your free account with our referral code, which is ADULTS, A-D-U-L-T-S, you will get 5,000 Smart Points right away, which basically gives you $5 to spend on the site immediately. So register for your free account today and use our referral code, ADULTS, by going to homeschoolbuyersco-op.org. That's homeschoolbuyersco-op.org. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Raising Adults podcast. Dina Thayer and Kira Dorian with you today and approaching an important season, both in the calendar year and in our lives as parents, and that is the approach to the coming school year. And we're going to take a different angle on that today in that we're in a very unique year and back to school will likely look very different, if not completely unrecognizable. And so we're going to chat for a little bit today about loss and this term ambiguous loss, when there is something maybe a little more uncertain or unseen, but yet we feel that grief and loss and and just tying it to what we're all approaching in the coming weeks. And maybe some of you have even already jumped back into the school year with this new dynamic. And we wanted to take the time that this topic deserves to share about it. And I also want to be upfront that Kira and I won't be sharing a why for this episode, because this is just an important topic, but it's not like we came in with profound, here's my why on ambiguous loss. The very nature of the fact that it's ambiguous means sometimes you don't come to the table with fully developed ideas around it. And we want to acknowledge that too, and that that's okay and normalize that for you if you're all out there feeling bizarre and feeling some grief and feeling some loss or feeling feelings that you couldn't put your finger on even. And that's part of ambiguous loss. And so this is just a really huge thing. And I I hope that our conversation about it will prove helpful, whatever you're looking at as you head into this fall season. So Kira, what are your opening thoughts on this? I mean, it's such a big one, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, I love 
I love that we're not sharing a why because it's not like either of us have walked this path before no. and like I have some great wisdom to impart to everyone because I've been through a pandemic before. Like, you know, like, no. Um, yeah, I think I was thinking a lot about, you know, when we decided we wanted to talk about this, I was thinking about how I experienced that the back to school season. And for me, there's actually always a lot of grief in the back to school season. I don't know. There's something about my kids getting older. You know, they're twins. So it's your firsts or your lasts, right? So the last day of second grade means I'm never going to have a second grader again. Um, and so there was a lot of loss this year around that. Like, wow, that is done. And it's done in a completely and totally different way than I would have ever anticipated. And now coming into this new year, I think we all have to accept that no matter how this shakes out, it is not going to look how it's looked. You're not going to kiss your kids goodbye and, you know, drop them off and take the backpack pictures and, you know, it look like it did before. That's not to say that there, there might not be kids going back to school, but they're going to be masked and there's going to be all these different things or they're not going back at all. Like we still don't really have all the answers to what this is truly going to look like for the entire year. And I think every parent is going to experience some feelings around that. Like, oh, this is not that typical back-to-school experience um, and the loss that comes with that. And especially for parents that, you know, like I know for me, dropping my kids off meant I came home and I worked. And so back in that grind of, okay, how do I how do I do my job? How do I care for my kids? Our kids will be home next year just to continue protecting my dad. So, you know, back into that homeschooling grind, that feels overwhelming. And so just all those all those feelings. And I think parents who have seniors this year are having some big feels. Um, you know, there's parents who have kindergartners this I can't even imagine having a kindergartner this year. You know, all the all that stuff. So th that is a very long answer to your question, but that's how I'm feeling. I'm feeling all of that. I think that's legit. <laughs> I love that you mentioned seniors because I think there were so many families last year, myself included, who just were grieving for the people who we're going through a last, a senior in college or a senior in high school or that end of kindergarten and that little kindergarten graduation and thinking for those families who thought maybe they had dodged that and, oh, I have a junior. Well, guess what? Now the beginning of their senior year is possibly hijacked. And so I, I think it's true. I think many of us, if we're being honest, while we may have anticipated that this would upend a lot of our lives, I would say, at least for myself, I did not anticipate it would last this long. And so I think there's just almost even the shock of, or almost a second shock wave, I guess, because the beginning, of course, was a shock. But then this new shock of the realization that, you know what, this is, this is going to be like this for a while. And so those of us who maybe thought we'd dodged something tricky or, oh, that's not going to be our experience. And now maybe it is have got to wrap their minds around it. And I, yeah, I mean, see, it's hard to even make a sentence, right? Well, this is it. I mean, it hurts really deep. I mean, that's the best way. I hurt for my kids. I hurt for myself selfishly. You know, even little things like, and and it's all perspective, right? We've talked about this before. You know, do you have shelter? Do you have food? There's plenty to be grateful for. And we're not in any way trying to say that that's not real. And it's that thing, other thing we talk about all the time of holding things in tension and that you can actually hold both those things. You can be like, actually, you know, my family is healthy and well and we have what we need. And I am devastated that my first day of school picture is going to be messed up or whatever it is for you. Like for me, that that doesn't hurt as deep as the thought of maybe Santa photos. 
like I was thinking about Santa photos and I was like, it's just going to mess up my frame. Like, <laughs> you know, I have the frame with the little pictures. And I think, you know, for families who do like the chalkboard or the picture with the teacher or whatever, like there's just these little it's like salt in the wound, I think, is how a lot of us are experiencing it. And it's these little tiny reminders, which is grief. That's what grief is, right? Grief is not linear. And it is a constant series of ouchies that remind you of what you've lost. And I think that's exactly what we're looking at right now as we come into back to school, especially after summer, because I think summer, you know, even though things weren't normal, if you lived in an area that maybe you had, you know, you could go for hikes, or you could go for walks. There, there's just a slightly different, more normal feeling that happened in the summer. And switching into, okay, now it's supposed to look like this with this schedule and this routine and knowing that that's not necessarily what's coming for us, that is going to have all those little ouchies along the way, right? We're all going to just be hurting in that. Yeah, we are. And that's exactly, you're describing it really beautifully. I mean, this is Exactly it. So when we're talking about ambiguous loss, we are talking about the fact that collectively, when we look at those things that have been essentially taken away from us, that a lot of us took for granted. I mean, things like I never thought in my wildest dreams that there would be a season where I just could not go to a restaurant or could not go to the movies. I mean, that that seems so silly, but you just take those things for granted. And so when those are taken away, that is a loss. And I think when people are feeling so out of sorts and maybe irritable or angry or whatever to, to maybe look at that and go, wow, maybe this is grief. That is such an important question. And I would say probably yes. I think I think so, friends. I think we're all grieving and in different ways. And Kira, to your point, I couldn't agree more. I think there are scalable losses and we need to pay attention to that. Some people have per- perspective is everything. And obviously there are ways that you can be impacted by what the world is going through in a much more tragic and devastating way than some others of us. And not or... At the same time, it is okay to grieve our individual losses, even if they feel small or they feel like a first world problem. And I think this does go back to that both and tension and that it isn't always clean cut either or. If you haven't had someone die of COVID, then you must not be grieving. Well, not necessarily. This is a situation where you might be experiencing other loss in other in other categories. And I love what you said about all those tiny reminders, because I think what we also sometimes want to forget or maybe push to the side, even when we're trying to tell ourselves, well, at least I haven't lost someone, or at least my employment is secure or whatever it might be to remember that a big series of a long series, rather, I'm going to use long, a long series of little losses, actually the cumulative effect of that can be huge grief. Because it's those little things day after day after day, those little reminders. Oh, yeah, that's right. I can't do that. Oh, that's going to look different. Oh, this will be not the same. That adds up to a big pile of grief. And so I kind of want to say also to our listeners and to you parents that I just want to validate for you that those those things that have made your world different, even I love that that Kira, you also mentioned that ability to drop people off and then work. 
that freedom, that feeling of freedom. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love my kids, but that was a great feeling. Like, I love you. Have a wonderful day. Yes. You know, that, and then I go home and I literally exhale. Like, oh, okay, now I can start my day. Well, and there's a productivity piece too, right? I mean, how productive you can be. So all those things add up to loss. And that that's what we're that's what we're talking about today. And I just wanted to throw this out there for you to think about, for you, for all of you listeners to chew on. There are I I came across a webinar that a friend referred me to that had some of the signs and symptoms of grief. And I actually took a screenshot of it because I thought it was so powerful. I think we think of grief and mourning and automatically tie it to death, which is very, very understandable, right? But in this time to look at some of the other things you might be experiencing, I'm just curious if any of these are coming up for you in your parenting, in your work, in your work-life balance. And so I just wanted to read just a handful of these, but these are some of the signs and symptoms of grief. Tell me if this has happened for you since March. Exhaustion, confusion, troublemaking decisions, anxiety about the unknown. Oh, I will raise my hand on that one. (laughs) Immovable sadness or irritation. Difficulty coping with feelings, numbness, physical aches, pains, and soreness. Amazing how our body will talk to us if we're mentally struggling. And then overwhelm. I mean, when I saw that, I thought, oh, at one time or another, I think since in these past several months, I've had all of those at one time or another. Yeah, I think... I mean, it is grief and grief is loss. That's that's the thing is they think you're right. People link grief to death, but death is a form of loss. And what grief really is, is loss related. And we are definitely experiencing loss over and over and over again. And I would say it's likely we're going to experience loss again come cold and flu season. And so, you know, there's I've been thinking a lot about that, that piece of like, it's sort of like the first time you do keto you know, or Weight Watchers or, you know, any kind of like lifestyle eating thing. The first time you're like, this is great. I could do this forever. And then then the second time you do it, you're like, oh, this again. And not that anybody was like, you know, quarantine's great. I could do this forever. But you have a little bit of energy that first time around. And I I do wonder what it's going to be like to have to maybe have to scale back again and how that's going to feel to kind of lose lose everything again like double loss right like i lost it and now i'm losing it again and i also think we need to talk about our children because they are also experiencing all those things you just listed in their kid like ways and they are going to have grief for their loss of the start of the school year too no matter how little they are so whether you have a kindergartner that's like i was going to go to school i'm so excited to be a big kid at school or you have a, you know a high schooler who is looking forward to their prom or homecoming or whatever it is or you have you know my kids who are going to be third graders it's so little but it makes me so sad like since they started school all they have ever wanted to do was be a reading buddy which you get to do in the third grade and there will be no reading oh. buddies this year and I like it's it's like in the grand scheme, is that a big deal? No, of course not. But like they're hurting over that. And I hurt for them over that. So we, mm-hmm. we need to kind of acknowledge that, too. So I think let's take a little break because we do that now in season four. We take breaks. So we're going to take a little we're break. So fancy. <laughs> we're so fancy. So we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, let's talk a little bit about just some ideas that we have of how to mitigate these things. What can we be doing as parents to to both honor and process 
the ambiguous grief around back to school and about all the things that are coming down the pipeline and all the things that have already been? And what can we maybe do to support our kids as well? So we'll be right back. Well, we are really excited to talk to you about something brand new that we're offering at Future Focus Parenting, and that is the ability to become a member. And really, we want to welcome you into the Future Focus Parenting family, and we now have a way for you to do that. So we're offering membership. And this is so exciting because it allows you a way to really connect more and enables you to get some awesome free resources. So there are three tiers, and the first is really just a way to support the show and kind of to say thank you. If you're valuing the content and enjoying it, and if you feel like what you're getting with the podcast and what we do here is worth a cup of coffee a month, literally, then that first tier is for you. And if you want more bang for your buck, then we have two more tiers that's going to give you a whole bunch of cool stuff. So our second tier, which is the all access tier, gives you exclusive access to our Future Focused in 5 video and audio library. This is something brand new that we're rolling out, and it is only for our members. So it's pretty cool. It's a series of videos. They are five minutes or less talking about all the different things that we talk about here at Future Focus Parenting, but doing it in like a one-stop shop where you can just get in, get the information you need, get your quick tips, walk away knowing exactly what to do on that particular topic in five minutes or less. And you can watch the videos or listen to audio. Plus, you also get 50% off of all of our online stuff. So our courses, our workbooks, our printables, everything 50% off if you become an all-access member. But if you want even more, you can become a VIP member. And at that level, not only do you get everything I just said, plus a shout out on the show and the exclusive access to the Future Focused in Five library, but you also get a coaching call with us every single month. We are going to hop on with all of our VIP members and do a Q&A session once a month. That's like just getting parent coaching once a month. Whatever you need, whatever you want, we're going to answer your questions. And that's included at that VIP level. Plus, at the VIP level, you get all of our online resources for free. You don't have to pay for any of our courses. You don't have to pay for the printables. It's all yours just for being a VIP member. So if you're interested in becoming a member of the FFP family, even if you just want to show support for the show, we would be so incredibly grateful to you. You can visit patreon.com slash FFP. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash FFP, or go to our website, futurefocusedparenting.com, and click on membership. We are so excited to welcome you to the FFP family. Okay, so Dina, thoughts? Like, yes. what do you think? What can we be doing both for ourselves and for our kids? Like, we've acknowledged that there's this crazy loss, and it's ambiguous. I love that word because I actually think it's mm. one of the most fascinating things about covid and one of the reasons why I think so many people have lived in denial for so long and continue to be in denial is you can't see it. It's not tangible. Mm -hmm. Like, I know a gun is scary. I know a knife is scary. But this thing that I can't really see or touch or hasn't directly impacted me, it's very hard to wrap your brain around that. And same thing with I was talking with someone the other day and she was saying it's very hard to wrap your brain around the fact that someone you love could hurt you because you think somebody I love would never hurt me. Like that I could kill my mom, you know, like that seems impossible. I love my mom. But the reality is we have this ambiguous, not tangible thing that actually could create that situation. That's a weird thing to wrap your brain around. So the word ambiguous is huge here, I think, as we talk about it's it. It's perfect. Yeah. It's the perfect word because it's so, it captures that this is not concrete and that the way in which we experience it also isn't the same. I mean, there's no homogenous pandemic experience. No. 
Each person is grieving in different ways and over different things. And I, I love that recently in on social media, we even talked about kind of what are the things we're missing the most. And even there, it was so different. I mean, you were missing that ability to eat out, right? Yes. And being a person who does not enjoy cooking, I relate highly. <laughs> and, 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 you know, but, you know, maybe for someone that isn't as big of a thing. And there's this more around the school piece for their kids or for themselves. Maybe they'd gone back to school. I mean, it's so, it's so interesting. Like everybody is experiencing it differently. So even that's ambiguous. You can't even pin down, here's what you're sad about. Right. Like, nope, right. it's going to look different for everyone. And so I think if if I have any suggestions at all, and, and I think this is tricky because here again, what's going to be helpful to one person may not be to another. So I think there's a little bit of a risk here of kind of stepping in a landmine. So apologies to those of you who for whom my suggestions are not not your style, but there's a couple of things that I can think about. And, he, and here's one, and I think it's more of an overarching principle. So you, you could make it work for you possibly, but, and that is to preserve the things you can. Because I think so much has been taken away that we've got we've got to get okay with going, okay, instead of focusing on all the things I can't do or can't have or the experiences that won't look the same, what what can I do? Let's look at the options that are available to me. And so maybe it is that that backpack picture. Maybe you still take that picture, but then the backpack comes off and you go do schoolwork on Zoom at the dining room table, you know. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's something like that. Maybe you choose to embrace the challenges of this year and you take the backpack picture with the mask on, you know, and just remember, oh, that was that crazy year. You know, so I think I think there's this thing of it's it's almost like being handed a menu at a restaurant. You, you don't get to just tell the server what you want that isn't on the menu. So we've got to be ordering from the menu that is available. And and I think that's a key and I'm preaching to myself here too, because this is something I've had to work at to go, okay, what is still available to me? And how do I get on board with that? How do I choose from among those things that are still out there? And, and I think that's one of them. And so as we head back into school, I think that might be a piece of it. As I go back to move my daughter back into college, I recognize her experience is going to be so different than last year. And frankly, I'm grieving that having her home for all this time means I'm actually probably going to have a harder time than I even did last yes. year because I, I have had her 24 seven for six months. Yeah. That's not what life looked like last summer. She was just graduated going and seeing friends and going off to, I mean, that what? Mm -hmm, no. Mm -hmm. So I, I think, but at the same time, just maybe helping her unload and put things in her dorm. Like that's something that's still available to us if she goes back to residential schooling. And so finding what are those things you can still have, that's one. And then the other one is as it's age appropriate, asking your children or inviting them to talk about what they need from this time as they go back. And so that might mean that they want to try to have fun with what's happening. Maybe they want that mask picture. For other for other kids, they might, I just need this to look as normal as it can, okay? I, I, I'm okay with that. And, and I think we can involve them in that. And I think sometimes that part gets skipped and remembering that they're grieving too is big. So asking what they need from that, I think is really helpful. In fact, I got a parent survey for the high school that my son goes to and I actually involved him in it. 
because I wasn't just going to say, well, our family Mm -hmm. is comfortable with this, this, and this. I wanted to ask him, how would you feel about going back to school? How would you feel about only going some days? How, you know, and I, and I think that even for younger ones, we, we have to acknowledge that they probably have a lot more to bring to the table than we might even recognize. And I love that you said that because that is going to make them feel seen and heard in this time. We did the same thing. We were really torn between sticking with our school or doing an online program. Um, And for myriad reasons, we ended up sticking with our school, um, which I'm really pleased about. But one of the things we did was ask the kids, hey, curious what you think about this. Like, how would you feel about this versus this? We actually had them try the online program and give us feedback about like, what did you like? What didn't you like? You know, compare it to the experience last year. What was better? What was worse? Um, And we said to them, as you and I talk about all the time, like, we make the ultimate decision, but we so value your opinion. Like, you're the ones who have to do this. So I think that's, that's huge. And I would add to that, that I think this is actually an amazing time to stay future focused. And what I mean by that is to picture the long game here. And I don't mean about parenting and your why and all of that. What I actually mean is if you think about blips in time that we know about in humanity that were extremely hard. So I'm thinking of like wars, right? Um, Famines, uh, Spanish flu, which has obviously been compared to COVID numerous times. They were intense, awful periods of time, and we got through them, and people lived differently again. And I think we have to hang on to that, that, like, this sucks, (laughs) and I don't want to be in it, and I don't want to be in it any longer than I have to be in it. But the truth is I will eat at a restaurant again, and my kids will be on a school campus again because they're little. So I appreciate that's a little different for some people. Um, But, you know, that that life will resume. We just don't know when that's going to be. And so hanging on to hopefully we all have very long lives ahead of us. And this is going to be a slice of life that has a major impact. And I'm not trying to downplay that. Like we, that's my other piece of advice is don't downplay the impact. It's going to have one. I was thinking a lot about like my kids are always going to remember I was in second grade when COVID happened, right? And I lost my entire third grade year because that's going to be our kids' experience. And then that's a part of their story. But like, that's a part of their story. So it's okay to own that and and feel that and grieve that and lean into all the big feelings. Like, you know, I love the feelings. Feel those feelings. Cry about it. Feel the loss. Own it. But also remember that we will get through this. We will be on the other side of this one day looking backwards. And as best that we can hold on to that, I think that will help everyone. It will. It's important. I I just heard my pastor say on Sunday, and you know how you can hear something and you're like, of course, duh, kind of, but somehow it strikes you in a different way. Mm-hmm. And this was one of those times because he said something that's so obvious and simple, but it was just that reminder. And it really dovetailed with what you just said. He just said, I just want to remind you all pandemics end. So it's like, oh yes, you know, even the bubonic plague eventually like, Although isn't, burned isn't, itself isn't out. Isn't that back now? Maybe. And the thing is, that was even without modern medicine and vaccines. And so just that reminder that these are seasons, it doesn't mean they aren't difficult seasons, but that this isn't forever. And I do think when we're in 
the hard of it, it can feel like it's forever. Yeah. So we do need that reminder. So thank you, Kira, for providing that reminder. You're welcome. I mean, it's it's like we talk about with, you know, bringing home a baby for the first time and you sometimes feel like this, is this what my life's going to look like forever? And it's really hard to see beyond your, this 24 hour period yes. that's hard. Um, and again, I think I come back to holding these two things in tension you, you got to have both because you also can't be so future focused with regards to this that you aren't feeling your feelings about it. Like we have to grieve. We have to grieve every part of it. We're allowed to be mad about it. We're allowed to be sad that our world got shut down, that we're missing out on things. Um, and we don't want to drown in it. So the key to not drowning in it is to hold those two things in tension. I just want to add one last thought. and. I think back in March, I would have said something different. And I just want to be honest. I think that was kind of a long-term survival mode. But because this could go on for quite a bit longer, we do need to learn how to live in it. We don't just get to like push pause and then resume later when it's back to whatever quote normal is, which I don't think we're going back to normal. I think we're going to go to something different. Mm -hmm. But what I would say to you who are future focused parents is you can't quit parenting. Yeah. You now we've we've figured out this is the thing. So now please resume your regularly scheduled programming. We need to be parenting and we need to be parenting into the school year and we need to be walking with our children in their grief and we need to absolutely not drop the ball of intentional proactive parenting. I actually think in some ways it's more important than ever. Yeah. Because we are providing for them some security during a time that feels very insecure. So I just want to give that encouragement. Hang in there. Keep parenting. It's not the time to wave the white flag of surrender. Far from it. You can do it. Kira and I will be here walking in the trenches with you, but also offering those supportive tools and strategies. But I just want to encourage you to keep with it. We Survival mode has its place, but this is the world for probably a while. And I, and I, I want to encourage those of you who do, and, and obviously if you're listening to this podcast, you care about doing a great job raising your humans. And so if you care about that, we do need to get back to that important work and stick with it even during this challenging season. But now I should be quiet. No, no. I mean, I would just say that, yeah, I think that's exactly right. And I think that there's, I, I sort of feel like it's a little bit like a wave. So we need to be prepared that there's a wave coming with back to school that's going to bring up feelings for us. It's going to bring up feelings for our kids. And so that being intentional about that is the first part, yes. right? Like, okay, what are we going to do about that? How am I going to honor their feelings? How am I going to honor my feelings? What are we going to do? Like, I loved your ideas of taking the picture and asking them like, hey, what do you need? What can we do to still make this feel exciting about going back to school, et cetera, et cetera. So getting prepped for the intention around that wave. And then once that wave crashes and we're back into the year and it looks what it looks like, and we're settled, how do we live in this in our future-focused way? And I think you and I would both agree that's right back to our whys. What are the whys inside of this? What are the whys this year? You know, you're you're spot on, and I love that you've owned that because I think, I think a lot of people are coming to that realization. Like, we're in this for a while, so what do I do about that, right? Like, I can still be in control if I shift gears and own it and live in it. So I would say parents, as you prep for that start of the school year, prep for that first wave and be ready. Be ready to hold your kids emotionally, physically, and be ready to hold yourself and each other, right? We have to we have to be so 
careful with ourselves and show ourselves and our children such care right now and then have a really clear idea of once things have settled, now what? What does it look like now? How do I stay intentional? How do I stay future focused and continue to build children of character within this insane time? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Okay, so I have the quote today, though a funny story, FFPs, Dina found this quote, so I feel kind of bad that I'm reading it. (laughs) I had a quote and then it went bye-bye. It disappeared. It was so great. Um, And so we found this one instead. So I'm going to read it to you. It's Pauline Boss. And she says, ambiguous loss makes us feel incompetent. It erodes our sense of mastery and destroys our belief in the world as a fair, orderly, and manageable place. But if we learn to cope with uncertainty, we must realize that there are differing views of the world, even when that world is less challenged by ambiguity. If we are to turn the corner and cope with uncertain losses, we must first temper our hunger for mastery. This is the paradox. So true. And I think, you know, this is a topic I think we're going to come back to because I feel like throughout this year, we're going to have to honor what we as parents are experiencing as ambiguous loss. Everything's going to look different, a little bit different, a lot of bit different. It kind of just depends. So you and I are going to have to keep talking about this, I think. I, I think so. I don't, I don't, I think this might be the first, but definitely not the last time that this comes up. And to you parents out there who are just so in the thick of it, we just honor you. Your work is hard. Raising people in this situation is not easy, especially if you're working to raise competent adults who can function and navigate in the world. And you're having to do that while navigating a really tricky season. So we do emphasize the self-care as well and the care of your children. We have to take good care of ourselves to get through this well and take good care of them. So just know that we are with you. We are feeling that too. And the loss is real. Let us just validate that for you. We want you to hear us saying that, and hopefully you can speak that to yourself too. And just, yes, this is loss. This is grief. And it is okay to feel it. Yeah. And don't forget that if you want to be a part of our community and connect to other FFPs and connect with us, uh, we do, as you know, have membership now. So check out the website, find a way to connect with us, uh, because we definitely want to connect with you. You can go to futurefocusedparenting.com. Uh, or follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Future Focus Parenting. And don't forget, if you like the podcast, we always appreciate a five-star review and a few nice words. We'll share it on social media. And that's another great way to connect with us too. It is. We love hearing from you. And that also even shapes the content that we deliver. So want to throw out there too, since we haven't said it in a while, if there's a topic you'd like us to cover or you have a question for us, we love those. And we often turn those listener questions into a shorter episode that we call a spin cycle. So please feel free to reach out. If you have a topic idea or a question, you can email us info at futurefocusedparenting.com. Oh, and also we just want to remind you that next week we start our mental health series. We've got a four-part mental health series covering topics like anxiety, depression, body image, and self-harm. We have a different expert on every single week tackling these topics and how they pertain to our kids if we're seeing them grapple with any of these things. So be sure to join us next week for the start of our four-part series. We are kicking it off by talking about anxiety. We look forward to being back with you next week. Raising Adults is brought to you by Kira Dorian, 
and Dina Thayer and recorded partially in Kira's laundry room, partially in Dina's office. Music by Seattle band Hannah Lee. Thanks for listening.